you're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockold and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode 28 of the Western League podcast. My name's Ian Knockholds, and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by the author of the Western League Bulletin, it's Tom Hiscott. Hello, Tom, how are you? Afternoon, Ian, yeah, doing well, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, very good. I, um, I spent a very enjoyable weekend in the, uh, in the waterfront city of okay. Portsmouth. Um, I didn't watch any football. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm sorry to say, but I had a very pleasant weekend with my, with my family, but... What's really pleasing to see is that the uh, the weather didn't manage to beat any of our games this weekend. Absolutely, finally, um, yeah, finally a full set of fixtures just to, to, to chat about. Yeah, so that was, uh, that was pleasing to see. Exactly. So that's very good. So we've got plenty of football to talk about on this week's podcast. We'll start by taking a look back at Monday, the twelfth of February, when Melksham Town entertained Longwell Green Sports. Yeah, and this one went with the uh, with the. Expected uh, result. It was Melksham uh, who ran out the four-one winners uh, home to Longwell Green, uh, and it was a pair of goals each from Tyler Civic and then the league's top scorer Gary Higdon as well. So yeah, four-one win for Melksham last Monday night. Yeah, I'm interested to see that you uh, went with the uh, uh, you, th- that game went with the expected scoreline because it mm. did, but it probably didn't go with the form book, did it? Because Longwell Green Sports are probably one of the most informed teams in the Premier Division at the moment. Yeah, I know they've beaten a lot of the, the teams. Uh, around them and uh, yeah Melksham probably just proved a bit too much too strong for them to, to deal with on uh, Monday evening yeah 349 there at Oakfields for that's an incredible uh, yeah. attendance isn't it for a Monday night game in the Western League Absolutely. so uh, hats off there anyway we'll move on to um, Tuesday the 13th of February six goals to talk about um, 66 people in the ground all the sixes but uh, well, and it was a draw it was in the end eventually I mean had stopped getting out into the three-goal lead uh, and they would have expected to hold on. Uh, but then two goals from Jamie Packer uh, and the strike from Anthony Brown helped Malmesbury Victoria uh, come from three down uh, to, to draw three all away at Bradford. So yeah, three down at the break, uh, ended in draw. So a terrific point for, for Malmesbury. Now, Wednesday, the 14th of February... Was a Valentine's Day, um, was was it was the Valentine's Day massacre because the weather did for all three games: Bridport against Buckland, Cabri Heath against Shepton, Warminster Town against Carntown. What a shame because it would have been would have been lovely to take the other half to watch some quality Western League football on Valentine's Day. I'm sure there's plenty of footballing widows who were relieved, and um, and as were bank balances, no doubt, with a last minute table booking, um, and to make other arrangements. Anyway. One of the biggest days of the year, of course, Valentine's Day. The other one is my birthday, Friday the 16th of February. And um, <clears throat> we did have Friday night football. It was Wing Canton Town against Roman Glass St George. I know Wing Canton were very happy um, with the attendance uh, of 88. I'm sure Roman Glass were even happier with taking all three points. Indeed, yeah. So keeping the pressure on the, the top two. They're very much in the promotion race, Roman Glass. And, uh, yeah, they showed their credentials again. A 2-0 win away at Wincanton and goals either side of half-time from Reese Hodgson and Jordan Yeo meant that they went into Saturday uh, with three points uh, and, yeah, um, with pressure of piling on the top two, as I said. Now, we move into the fixtures of Saturday the 17th of February. We're going to start with the Les Phillips Cup, of course, our beloved League Cup. We've got Premier Division and First Division fixtures for you as well, but we start with the Les Phillips Cup. It's a, a good round of matches here, and we kick off with Bitten against Bishops Lydiard. Indeed, yeah, this one went with a Premier Division side uh, coming out on top. A 3-0 win for them, uh, for Bitten. Uh, Rico Best, Jordan Walker and Luke Bryan scoring the goals. Uh, so, yeah, they're through to the last eight, thanks to their 3-0 win. 
Now, Bridgewater Town, they took on Wellington, an all-Premier Division clash, of course, 143 in the game, uh, at the game, and eight goals to, um, um, to enjoy, but it would have been the home fans that went home the happier. Yeah, this one was definitely an eight-goal filler. Uh, game shot into life, absolutely. Uh, 60 seconds on the clock, and Jack Taylor had already fired the home side, Bridgewater ahead. Uh, Wellington managed to, to get back on, on level terms just four minutes later through Glen Wright, uh, and then following a, a long throw, uh, Joe Chamberlain actually put them ahead, so Wellington were 2-1 up uh, just after the half hour. Uh, Bridgewater managed to, to get back in it uh, on level terms through Dave Pearce uh, before surging ahead. Uh, they went 4-2 up uh, from goals from Jake Llewellyn and Jack, Jack Jenkins. Uh, Wellington then fought back once again, uh, brought it back to 4-3, uh, but it was Did Camper who came on as a, as a late substitution, uh, who fired Bridgewater's fifth in uh, and led them to the, the next round. So, yeah, fascinating game there. And, uh, yeah, the 143 definitely uh, enjoyed their afternoon, I'd have thought. Now, um, few less at Brislington. Um, but um, Brislington against Melksham, and arguably the shock of the round. Absolutely, yeah. Um, coming from behind to do to, to claim this win, Brislington. Melksham won up at the break, uh, thanks to Tyler Civic, so he's in good goal-scoring form for them. Uh, but Brislington, it was two goals from Nikhil Plummer. 47th minute, he got them back on level terms. Uh, and then 20 minutes from time, scored the winner. Uh, the 72 at Iron Mold Lane uh, sent home happy. Yeah, win for Brislington and they're through to the, the last eight. Um, yeah, Melksham out of the uh, Les Phillips mm. Cups. Any uh, any guesses where to where, where this season's final might be held, Tom? <laughs> I don't think that will take too long to work out um, the way it's going, now. <laughs> well, you never know. You never know. You never know, you never know. Right, Chard Town against Bridport. And Bridport, um, our clubs, a cup specialist from early in the season, back in, um, back in impressive action. Yeah, indeed. A 1-0 win uh, for them away from home. So the Premier Division doing for the, the First Division outfit. And it was a, quite an early goal, 14th minute. Uh, Mark Salter scored plenty of goals over the years. And, uh, yeah, uh, another one for him. And Bridport through to the next round, a 1-0 win. Premier Division Shepton Mallet. They took on First Division Devizes Town. Yeah, and this one was similar. Uh, Two-goal win for Shepton at 2-0 at home. Uh, and it was two goals in the final 50 minutes. So Devizes did keep it extremely tight and potentially nearly took it to, to extra time. But it was Joe Morgan and Ashley Wilmot uh, yeah, scoring the last 15 minutes and Shepton Mallet through to the next round. Well, we haven't heard from anybody from Shepton Mallet so far this season on the podcast, and we we really needed to um, to put that right because they're a fantastic club. Mm. So um, I took the, uh, the the win at the weekend as a good opportunity to catch up with an old friend of the podcast, Craig Loxton, their joint manager, and um, we we had plenty to talk about, including obviously their league form this season. But we did start by looking back on that two nil home win against Devizes Town. Yeah, it was. Um... It was a game we looked at we wanted to win because we want to progress in the cup as far as we can. And uh, they made it really difficult for us, to be fair. They uh, set their stall out early what they wanted to do, which was to sort of keep the, keep the game tight and get a lot of bodies behind the ball. But um, eventually we sort of broke them down in the second half and they tired and then it was sort of ran out comfortable winners, really. It was, the, was a tough game still. Because at nil all at half time, there's always the you know there's always the danger, isn't there, of that um, of, of that sort of that breakaway goal. You've only got to you've only got to ask Pep Guardiola that. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so there was there was a there was a couple of chances that um, they had because we were pushing forward, committing a lot of bodies, trying to to get that opening goal. Because the longer the way the, the game went on, we were getting a little bit frustrated because we had a lot of possession, but we just couldn't find that that opening goal. But in our but our um, our keeper Tom kept us in it a couple of times with a couple of good saves, but apart from that, it was comfortable. And we're just glad to rest, really. 
Well, it's good to hear you talking so positively about the uh, about the League Cup, and uh, it's obviously nice that you've set that as an ambition. I think the fans always enjoy a cup run, so um, um, so that's that's good. But you've been in good form this year. I mean, you've been in good form this season, but you're unbeaten in 2018. So you must be very pleased with that. Yeah, we are very pleased. Um, you know, before Christmas, uh, November, December, we um, was probably our our bad spell of the season, where I think we sort of lost lost sort of uh, five games during a sort of six-week period. And so, you know, we set our target out of, of what we want to achieve um, at the turn of the year. And um, to go forward and do it, and we can see one goal in those four games is, is great, really. But we got some tough games coming up ahead now. And, um, you know, we just want to sort of continue that good form as, as long as we can. So what, are, what were the targets that you set at the turn of the year? Well, we just wanted to, obviously, we had a great start to the season. The first sort of uh, two months were brilliant and we were sort of in fifth and probably exceeding our expectations a little bit. But like I said to the lads, when, when we were up there, we sort of proved what we could do. And um, we just wanted to push on and think, now we're here and we want to stay there and finish as high as we can and obviously progress in the Les Phillips Cup and just carry on from there. We, we we signed a couple of players because we, we targeted that we needed to score a few more goals so we brought in two attacking players and you know we create a lot of chances a couple of our issues have been putting the ball in the back of the net really but hopefully now we can you know with a 4-0 win at Haaland 2-0 Saturday obviously hopefully that's starting to change so we can be even more of a threat for other teams because you're eighth at the moment in the table, which is a which is a very respectable position, made more so when you look at the likes of those sides that are above you. I mean, you've got Buckland, you've got Bridgewater, you know, Bradford Town, Melksham Town Street, some of the real big boys in the division. What do you make of the quality in the Premier Division this season? I think it's, it's probably as strong as it's ever been, to be honest. There's a lot, of, a lot of good players, a lot of good teams, a lot of good managers now. You know, we probably haven't got the resources of those of those clubs, but um, we can match them in, in other areas by working hard. And we have got a few good players ourselves, but yeah, there's a lot of good players. And I think now you just got to be consistent, really, with it because you know I think anyone beats anyone on a day in the league, and it's all about being consistent. The teams at the top are, are probably the best at that. That's why the league table doesn't lie. But we're striving to get as high as we can and. I think we'll give everyone a game. We took a lot of points off the top teams this year and our next three of our four against the top three. So I think after that we'll you know, we'll definitely give a good account of ourselves and we'll probably be a clear picture then of sort of where we're gonna be. Who's it, who's impressed you the most out of those top sides that you've come up against? I think we played well in a way and, and they're probably the only a team that has uh, given us given us a bit of a run around to be honest. We were now know at half time and second half they they sort of tore us apart really we finished up losing 3-0 but obviously Street are a strong side and, and Bradford are a good, another good team we, you know, we drew them at home too all, but um, they've got some good attacking players we're expecting another tough game against them tomorrow night yeah, you'll be going to Trowbridge Road um, for that one, uh, and then you've got other. Uh, you've got another away trip against Street, and you entertained uh, you entertained Willand at the um, on the tenth of March. So you you know in the next um, in the next four games you are coming up against another series of of, of the big contenders. Yeah, like I said, we've got three of the top four in our next um, sort of three games. So um, like I said, we're excited about it to be honest because you know we're on a good run of form and. I said to lads, just go out and improve yourself, play against the best teams, and you know, show, show them what you can do. Because we're more on the match for anyone, and I think now that what we've got in the club is that 
we're not easy to beat anymore. And I don't think a lot of teams will outwork us. And we've got some great individual footballers as well. So I think on our day, we're going we're gonna to turn up and give every, everyone a run for their money. Now, I know you don't want to give too much away, but, I mean, if we look at the, the games coming up over the next um, few weeks, do, are, you com- are you confident in the, uh, in the selection that you, you have to make from the fir- for the first eleven? Yeah, we are. Obviously, that was a, a pinpoint for us um, at the start of the season. Obviously, last year, our, our selection was a bit scattered with player and availability, so we, we made, a, made a statement that we were going to go with the squad and made the lads aware that they were what was expected of them commitment-wise. And to be fair, every one of them has been great now, so that's not really been an issue for us. We get the odd on availability, which is expected at this level from work commitments, etc., but, you know, I think we've got out of our sort of 16, 17 players, I think obviously 12, 13 of them have played up near sort of over, over 20, 25 games. So that's, um, that's brilliant for us. So we're running with the same sort of squad every week. And, you know, there's competition for places, which is, which is going to be good anyway. So um, you're going to try and finish as high as you can in the league. Certainly eighth at the moment is a very respectable position. But um, um, a good run in the Les Phillips Cup would make for a good season for you. Yeah, it would. It would be. Uh, we've got, obviously we've got the next three games we're looking at, and we're trying to take some points there. And we're, like, we're three points off Schiff at the moment, so a couple of teams have got games in hands, but they've got to win them. And uh, and like I said, you know, it's been a, it's been a few years since the clubs had any sort of uh, final, and we're in the quarterfinals now. So we you know we're two games away from the final, so uh, we're going all out to try and get there and, and, and finish as high as we can. That's our that's our aim for the season. And my thanks to Craig for his time. Now then, Richard Fay has got something of the Mauricio Pochettino about him, isn't he? Um, Street going ever so well in the league, of course, but um, they struggled past First Division Chippenham Park. They really did, yeah. Just the one they'll win to Street, so obviously they'll be, they'll be pleased to be through to the last eight and, uh, yeah, just two games from the final. Uh, but this was a tough, tougher than they probably would have imagined at home to Chippenham Park and it was Josh Wadham who scored the goal uh, just before the break uh, to put them through to the next round. Now, um, Warminster Town entertained Buckland Athletic. Buckland, of course, we had them on the podcast last week and their manager made it perfectly clear that the Les Phillips Cup is a competition that they are targeting. So, um, well, they did it, but uh, again, it was another close one. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, similar to the street, just the one that win for Buckland. Uh, yeah, so on the plus side, they're through. On the, on the, yeah, on the negative, they probably didn't win uh, by as many goals as they would have liked. But away from home, uh, you can't sniff... Can't, uh, can't can't put that one away. And it was Chris McPhee heading the only goal uh, for them during the one that went, yeah, away at Warminster. And finally in the Les Phillips Cup, Wells City were at home to Cribs, but it didn't do the home side any good. Yeah, you don't really want to be uh, welcoming Cribs to your, to your home ground at the moment. Five goals for them uh, for the third time in four away outings. So, yeah, um, hitting something of a, um, a purple patch in front of goal. And it was Jake Slocum who scored twice for them, uh, helping them on their way, yeah, to a 5-0 win away at Wells. Boss, we need some supplies for tomorrow. Oh, what's that? It's the helping hand from Toolstation. But it's a... Uh... A hand, yes. It's showing me around the Toolstation website. Nice. Yeah. I've selected paints, cables, sealant and plumbing fittings. I can check up to the minute stock. Hit this button. Thanks, hand. And it's ready to collect in 20 minutes. So get the van. Can't the hand? It can't reach the pedals. Fair enough. Click and collect. Another helping hand from Toolstation. Your best mate for the job. Now moving down into the Premier Division and arguably the game of the day. I mean, we had so many fantastic ties in the Les Phillips Cup, but a massive encounter at Bradford Town where they took on high-flying Willand Rovers. 
Yeah, two high-flying uh, sides, in fact, yeah, and it was Bradford, uh, the 3-1 winners uh, in this one, uh, and they were ahead uh, at the break thanks to Will Halliston, who scored a brilliant solo effort. Uh, they then doubled their advantage from the penalty spot. Matthew Morris was hauled down, uh, but he dusted himself down uh, to, 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 um, to slot home the penalty and to put them 2-0 them up, uh, and then Karen Rendell scoring late on uh, to make it three before Ryan Gutty struck a consolation for Willand, yeah, who will have to look their wounds a little bit there. Missed an opportunity with obviously Street and Cuff Action to, to catch the top side, but no, they remain five points behind, and it is in fact yeah, Bradford who uh, made strides in the title race. Good crowd of 130 saw that one. Mm. Uh, moving on to Hengrove Athletic, they were at home to Cadbury Heath. Yeah, vital three points this one for Cadbury Heath. A couple of the bottom sides doing really well, so it's vital they, they pull away, uh, and a 3 2 win away at Hengrove. Uh, Simon McElroy put them ahead uh, in the opening half. Um, uh, it took them just 90 minutes of the second half to double their advantage with Sasha Tong heading home. Uh, Asa White then scored his first goal since returning to Hengrove uh, to reduce the deficit to one uh, before uh, Heath found, a, found another one. Uh, and it was Tong who scored his second to put it 3-1. And then Brandon Fahili uh, scored a late consolation for Hengrove in the 86th minute, uh, but they weren't able to find the equaliser. And it was Cabra Heath, uh, the 3-2 winners. Now the next side, of course, odd down, that's your... Um, side Tom, they were in action against Longwell Green Sports, and we are seeing mm. well one of the greatest comebacks since Lazarus. Potentially, it's pretty astonishing. Obviously, the heavy defeat at Melksham, but um, yeah, they hit back straight away. A two-nil win for Longwell Green Sports away at Oddown. Uh, a goal from Ben Allen and also debutant Ross Beezer, sorry, uh, leading the bottom side to a two-nil win, uh, and they're very quickly catching the teams ahead of them. They're going to have to start picking up some points. Uh, those teams in the the positions just above Longwell Green because at the moment they're looking like a team in very good form that you probably don't want to play on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, we'll have a look at the uh, the league tables mm. a bit later on in the podcast. But we'll move down now into the first division and Ormsbury. They were at home to Corsham Town. Yeah, and Ormsbury coming from behind in this one to, to claim the victory. Uh, Adam Mitchell uh, had slotted home uh, to put Corsham ahead uh, before. Yeah, as I say, the home side hit back goals from Keelan Masturis and uh, then Lewis Shepherd. And then all three points in a battle between 17th and 18th in the league. Ashton and Backwell, they entertained Radstock Town, the Miners. Mm, Radstock, back to winning ways. Uh, obviously, a draw in midweek. Uh, and it was Morgan Skip who was returning from injury, uh, giving them the 1 0 win away at Ashton. Yeah, fantastic news to hear that Morgan's uh, back. That's um, a really big boost for, um, for Radstock. Uh, really good news for those fans who follow the, follow the team. Um, Bishop Sutton, they were at home to Oldland Abertonians. Yeah, discussed a couple of uh, comebacks this week, but I think this one takes a biscuit. Uh, it was Bishop Sutton. Uh, they were 2-0 down after 55 minutes at home to Oldham and Abertonians. Uh, but then an inspired um, Oakland Buck performance. He won his debut, scoring twice, uh, fired them to a 4-2 win. So four goals in the final 35 minutes for Bishop Sutton. Uh, yeah, a 4-2 win over Oakland. Now, Bristol Telephones, they were um, soundly beaten at home by Westbury United. Yeah, they were. Uh, Westbury scoring three goals uh, in the first half. Uh, through Ricky Holbert, Steve Holbert and Jamie Jordan to put themselves in complete control. Uh, and then top scorer, Dan Kovacs, added a few more. And it was, yeah, a 5-1 win for Westbury uh, away at Bristol Telephone. And it was nearly as comprehensive for Welton Rovers away at Calm Town. They're doing well uh, in February at Welton Rovers. A 4-1 win for them away at Calm. Uh, a break of goals from debutant Courtney Charles helping them to the 4-1 win. Canesham Town, they were at home to Sherbourne Town. Yeah, not an easy one this occasion. Obviously, Sherman not doing too well in the league this season. Uh, but it was only goals from A.D. Harvey and then Matt Brown pretty late on. Uh, and so, yeah, two goals after half-time, uh, leading Kenshin to the 2-0 win. So they main the, maintain the uh, the lead. Um, 
So yeah, obviously with the other two top teams winning around them, it was crucial they got the three points, and, and that's what they did. And finally, Portishead Town. They're the first division's basement boys. They took on Cheddar, who are in sixth um, in the uh, in the first division. I mean, as far as the form guide's concerned, there, there could only be one winner, but um, Portishead Town clearly hadn't read the form guide, Tom. No, indeed. Uh, a terrific defensive performance from them, uh, holding Cheddar at bay, one of, the, one of the better attacks in the division. Uh, and then a down Elson header during the second half, uh, managed to get Portishead all three points. Uh, I'm not sure um, uh, where that result came from, but they have very much got it in their capability of catching, catching a couple of teams above them, like Longwell Green in the Premier. So, yeah, an absolutely crucial three points for Portishead. Well, it's a good job then that I had a chat with Portishead manager Mark Williams because he told us exactly where that uh, result came from. But um, not before I'd had a chance to have a chat with him about how difficult his side have found this season. Obviously, I think they, they, we've had them on uh, the podcast before. They knew it was going to be tough, but they sit bottom of the first division at the moment. And um, I started by asking uh, Mark exactly um, how tough he feels this season has been for his boys. I don't think it's proved to be a harder season necessarily in terms of my initial thoughts. My thoughts were it's going to be a competitive league and, and you know, it's, it's it's going to be a strong, in terms of competition, you know, for, for, for the top six or seven spots. I thought it would be uh, slightly different to, to the way it's actually panned out. My biggest surprise, I think, if I'm honest, is uh, the lack of desire of players... Uh, to want to be available for selection during the season compared to how it was a number of years ago. Um, and I don't think that's purely down to down to Paul's head. I think it's the same everywhere. Because at the moment you're, you're sat at the bottom of the first division. You, you haven't been in a, an, in a good run of form, but you did win on Saturday. That's certainly, um, certainly a, a bright spot. And not only did you manage to win, you also beat high-flying Cheddar. You must be very pleased with that result. Yeah, we were. I mean, we were, we were obviously pleased to, to win any game. Um, you know, we don't look at any team in this league as, as you know unbeatable. We had a really good game with Kane from Town a few weeks back, um, and that was a close game. And we got beat one nil late on in the game there, and, and that could have gone either way. You know, we hit the post a few times in that game, so we know we can p- compete. We can compete with any team in this league on our day. Um, so you know, um, we don't go into any game expecting to lose it. Um, Biggest problems I said for me is not the you know when I've got my strongest team on the pitch, we can compete with anybody. It's actually getting that strongest team on the pitch week in week out that's been the problem. But going into that game, Cheddar, who are currently in sixth in the first division, it, when I do yeah. these when I do these interviews with managers in the first division, Cheddar's often a name of a side that um, has impressed um, many yeah. of your colleagues. You know they play a good brand of football, very difficult team to beat. Going into Saturday's game, did you were you confident that you could get uh, three points? Yep. We were, because, yeah, Saturday was a first time for me this season where I've managed to field 11 players that I want to field. Um, so, you know, we've had squads this season, a very young squad. The week before, we had a much younger squad away, and we lost 2-1 in 93rd, 94th minutes. Uh, we're calm, and, and you know, that was with a younger squad. Saturday, we had a more experienced squad. I was comfortable that if we played the way that we want to play, that we can beat any team, including Cheddar. So, you know, we didn't go into it not expecting to win. 
I mean, one of the other things about that Cheddar game was that it's um, in recent months, it's only the second time that you've been at home. I say recent months, I'm going back to sort of um, early early-ish, um December. The only other home game you had was against Bishops Lydiard, which ironically enough, you lost. I say ironically enough because you beat them yeah. in uh, in December. But yeah. you've been on a you've been on quite a run of a, of away yeah. games. Do you think that's contributed to um, um, to your you know the, the the troubles you've had picking up three points? Yeah. One hundred percent. So you know, I've said it a number of times already. Availability and being able to pick from players. So a lot of the lads that, that play for me at the minute either work on a Saturday morning or are uh, working on a Saturday throughout the day, and they can alternative weeks they can get to play, and some they can't. So without a doubt, that's happened. Certainly for the away games, because you know when when you're travelling to, to the furthest away games, you're leaving midday. Um, it's difficult to get the, get a commitment from some of the lads. The home games they're easy because you know you, just, you know get down to the ground for sort of ten to two. It's a bit of a different story, but um, yeah, without a doubt, it's it's had something to do with it. And we've got you know, including Saturday's game, five games pretty much at home to look forward to. So um, yeah, we're, we're hoping to uh, to gain some success from that. Really, yeah. Well, I mean that starts, doesn't it, tomorrow night? Um... Uh, yeah. Or t- Tuesday night uh, uh, with Bristol Telephones. They're a right. side that's been sort of in and out of form. They started very well, but they did fall off. So, I mean, that you've, you've got to believe that um, that's another winnable match. Yeah, we do. I mean, we won't do it in any different way. You know, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll give every game the respect it deserves and, and you know, we'll do everything we can with it to win the game. So, you know, we're going into the squad with the same squad that we fielded on Saturday. So, it's, it's again, that's an unusual thing for me this season. Be able to pick from the same eleven, starting eleven, but I have, um, and uh, you know we'll do what we need to do tomorrow to get the three points. Yeah, I mean there's no beating around the bush, really. You, you, you're 22nd in the first division yeah. at the moment. Well, you, you know, over the next couple of months, what are you targeting? What have you and the playing squad targeted in terms of how you want to finish this season? Yeah, yeah. So I target, uh, I target before. Christmas, so January to the end of February was to pick up 12 points um, and the games, and that didn't happen. We lost away at Backwell 1-0. Could have been a very, very, very different result, as I'm sure many people would have told you. So, um, you know, had we put our chance away, we could have been 6-0 up at half-time. Um, you know, so we're targeting, to answer your question, we're targeting uh, to go through through the whole of March unbeaten. That's, that's our target. Um, our target, if you look at the bottom part of the league for us at the moment is to move ourselves off the bottom um, and up you know it's it's, it's not unachievable um, the, the gap isn't massive between us and the teams for, for fourth or fifth up the league from us so you know our target is to catch those guys and um, do everything we can you can have a busy old march aren't you you've got uh... <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> I mean I'm looking at it, you can have about four games in 11 days uh, yeah. at, at one point it, it, actually the fixtures are coming um, I'm thinking fast I suppose that's going to go one of two ways for you isn't it winning will become a habit or yeah. you know you're going to find um, uh, if things are going to get a bit difficult yeah, yeah, exactly. So we're looking, we're, we're staying positive with it. We're, 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 we're thinking that you know we can we can do it. I've got no doubts that the players are going to the team have got the ability to do it. The dressing is still good. It's still bouncy. It's still got you know people still want to be playing for the team, which is great. Um, we've got a good blend now of, 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 of youth with with slightly more mature players who've been around a few years. And that can all work, you know, and, and if it does work the way we want it to, it will bode really well for next season. I suppose, conversely, 
um, you've still got something to play for. You know, there'll be many yeah. teams in both divisions who are, who are well out of contention for promotion. Yeah. You know, obviously some that are in in, in relegation um, yeah. trouble. But you know, you know that um, uh, you know that you know if you've got enough games left in the season, and you're you're that close to those sides above you yeah. that um, and that you've you know that, 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 that there's a reason to get up for um, to get up for it on match day. Yeah, absolutely. And as I said just now, the change, I mean, the lads collectively are all up for it. You know, they've got their heads held high, they're going to have a good go at it, and we'll do what we can do. Um, but, you know, we, we, we remain optimistic on it. I mean, if you uh, could change one thing um, going into the run-in, um, you know, you've conceded, one, that, you're, that you're one of the teams that's conceded one of the highest number of goals. You've also, there aren't that many teams that have scored fewer than you. We, we, you know, I know in a, in a perfect world you'd, you'd, you'd want to score more goals and concede less, but um, uh, you know, from, from watching it game in, game out on the touchline, if you feel that you can get one aspect of your play right, which, um, which are you really focusing on at the moment? Unforced errors. Number one for me, unforced errors. So, so it's quite simple. You know, we, we've conceded a lot of goals this season through our mistakes, not 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 opportunities created by the the opposing team. So, you know, so we we we've that's been a big problem for me all season. Um, you know, a, a sloppy pass pass back in the last sort of five or ten minutes, or you know, and somebody runs onto it and chips it over the keeper. That scenario, I've seen it happen. Um, it hasn't happened in the last couple of games for us, but you know, so we're working on it, and we, we so get that right. Um, we will score goals. We, you know, we, we just you know, it's like when you're down near the bottom. We were away at Carl uh, the week before last, one 0 up on 86 minutes. Um, our striker goes through, ball, ball, ball put into the box, striker heads over the top of the keeper, it's in, and it just clips the underside of the bar and comes flying out. You know, two 0 game over. They go down the other end and score, and then they win in the 93rd minute. So, you know, from one of our errors, you know, in the top corner. So we take that out of the game. Hopefully we'll be in a better position. And my thanks to Mark Williams for his time there. Now, Tom, let's have a look ahead at the fixtures coming up. We start with the first round of matches on Tuesday, the 20th of February. Yeah, plenty of uh, midweek fixtures to look at. Uh, in the Premier Division this week... On Tuesday, say we've got Brislington versus Buckland. We've got Chipping, Sodbury Town versus Hengrove, and also Well City versus Hallam. They're all 7:30 kickoffs on Tuesday night. And in the first division, Cheddar take on Sherborne Town. Uh, Chippenham Park take on B- Bishop Sutton. Malmesbury Victoria entertain Ashton and Backwell United. Uh, they're all 7.45 kickoffs, and then the 7.30s are Portishead against Bristol Telephones, Radstock Town against Warminster Town, and Wincanton Town against Corsham Town. And there is, uh, there's a couple of humdingers um, in the Somerset Premier Cup on Tuesday. We've got Odd Down against Porton Rovers, and we've got Bath City taking on none other than Welton Rovers, the Green Army. So we wish both of our member sides the very best of luck in that um, in that Somerset FA Premier Cup tie against those headlining acts. Now we move on to Wednesday, the 21st of February, Tom. Yeah, indeed. So three more games in the Premier Division on Wednesday. We've got Bradford Town hosting Shepton Mallet. We've got Bridport versus Cadbury Heath, and we've got Willand against Bitten. Uh, and then in the, another Somerset Cup game on Wednesday, we've got Wellington. They host Cleveland Town, 7.30 kickoff there. 
Now, on Saturday the 24th of February, there's only one FA Vars game. We've got a full run of uh, Premier Division and First Division um, fixtures that we'll take you through in a minute. But there's only one show in town, certainly as far as the Vars is concerned, when Melksham Town take on Thatcham Town. Now, we all know an awful lot about Melksham, but do we know a great deal about Thatcham? I caught up with Western League Press Officer Kerry Miller to find out all I could about Thatcham Town. Well, what we do know is that um, they were on a 20-game winning streak until Saturday uh, when they drew with, um, uh, I think it was Windsor. Incidentally, Windsor are also in the Vars. Um, but nevertheless, it's, uh, 20 games, 20 wins on the trot is, is uh, some going in what is um, a league at the same, uh, the same level as Melchon Towns. And what league is it that they're in? Well, they're in the Hellenic Premier, um, and they are currently second, high, Highworth from Swindon atop, um, and they're uh, what six points behind with two games in hand. So it's a similar scenario to what we have in the Western League. Um, they've only lost two games all season in the league. Ironically, both home and away to Wantage, who uh, were relegated from the Southern League last year. But um, yeah, Thatcham, um, they're having, a, as you can see, they're having a, a goal-laden season, really. They've got um, two lads up front, uh, one, one called Shane Cooper-Clark, uh, whether he's anything to do with a poet, I don't know, but um, he's got 42 goals this season, at least. Um, he's ex-Bracknell, who, who are the third Hellenic club um, in the Vars on Saturday. Um, and Liam Ferdinand, who's also ex-Bracknell, he's, he's got um, 60 in the last two seasons. So uh, between them, those two up front are, will pose a big threat to uh, Melbourne. So when we spoke last, uh, last time round, we had a chat about Bradford's opponent's mask and uh, we talked about the historical strength of the northern teams in this competition. But at this stage of the competition, for the Hellenic League to have three teams um, is still, um, still vying for a semi-final spot. Um, that, 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 that does underline how strong that league must be as well. I think it's a bit of a fluke. Um, no disrespect to Hellenic or the Hellenic League, obviously. Um, it's um, they're certainly no stronger than us. Um, that is a fact. I mean, if, if you um, there's the, the top four, uh, which I think includes Flatwell Heath, and then you know the rest are sort of uh, making up the numbers. Um, but this particular season, yes, we've got um, we've got three of them, uh, three of those in, two from the Northern League. Uh, and and uh, our Melchim, and um, because of the nature of the thing, um, really, I would imagine that probably five out of the eight uh, realistically could win the title, uh, could win the Vars rather. Do you put, um, do you put Thatcham in amongst those five? Well, I've not seen them play, um, but I don't really think you need to see them play if if you look at uh, their scoring record and and um, and you know what they've achieved so far this year. I'm thinking that on Saturday, with the dry weather and Melksham's magnificent pitch, that could well um, go in in Thatcham's favour because I doubt whether they will play on a better pitch than Melksham's all season. Um, And um, whereas, you know, many clubs would, uh, for example, like Mask, you know, they've got their own um, pitch problems. Melksham certainly haven't. And, um, you know, whereas Mask have always got an advantage because they play on that kind of pitch every week, um, you know, Thatcher might just come and, and knock the ball around and um, enjoy themselves more than they would have done. 
Um, so it's, it's difficult to say. Um, what we do know is there's going to be a huge crowd there on Saturday, and it's very advisable, those that are going, to get there early, especially if there's rugby there as well on the day. I don't know if there is or not, but if there is, then uh, the traffic could quite, and the parking could quite easily go right the way back to the main road. Um, so advice from the club and from the league is get there early, get parked, get in the programme, get in the ground, get in the bar, have a beer, relax and enjoy yourself uh, in what will be uh, some day. There's no doubt about that. My thanks to Kerry for his time there. So then, Tom, can you take us through the Premier Division fixtures for Saturday, the 24th of February? Yeah, of course, yes. So we've got Bitman versus Wellington. They've got Bridgewater Town there taking on Longwell Green Sport. Uh, Bridlington travelling to take on Cadbury Heath. So we've got Clevedon versus Shetland Mallet. Cribs versus Bradford. We've got Halland versus Buckland. Uh, Hengrove Athletic, they entertain Willand. Uh, Street, they travel to take on Oddown. And then finally, we've got Wells City versus Chipping Sudbury Town. And in the first division, Almondsbury take on Warminster Town, Ashton and Backwell take on Sherbourne Town, Bishops Lydiard at home to Carn Town, Caution Town take on Bishop Sutton, Devizes take on Bristol Telephones, Canesham take on Cheddar, Malmesbury Victoria entertain Welton Rovers, Oldland Abertonians take on Wincanton Town, Portishead take on Chippenham Park, Roman Glass St George entertain Radstock Town, and Westbury United take on Chard. So as we look back over the fixtures in the up-and-coming week. Tom, anything there tickle your fancy? I mean, the first division is an absolutely uh, mammoth Saturday. We've got uh, six of the top eight taking each other on uh, this weekend. We've got Westbury's game with Chard, uh, Roman Glass and George against Radstock, probably the pick of the tide, uh, and then also Canesham versus Cheddar. So, yeah, an absolutely uh, a huge, huge Saturday of action uh, in the first division, obviously alongside the, uh, the big FA Vars game on uh, at Melksham. Yeah, I can't really look past that FA Vars game. Uh, I should be going. I know that the the good burgers of Melksham are going to come out in force. Uh, it would be fascinating to see how many um, they do get for the gate in that game. But, of course, it won't really mount a hill of beans if, um, if uh, the boys on the pitch can't pull the result off. But um, I will definitely be covering that um, uh, next week on the... Uh, on the podcast, um, let's um, let's cast our eye then um, down the the league's hot shots. Tom, in the Premier Division, uh, Gary Higdon continues to lead the way. He's got 22 league goals for Melksham, and then there's three players on 16. Uh, we've got two from Street with Steve Murray and David O'Hare, uh, and then Luke Mortimer of Willand. Uh, and then in the First Division, so these are league goals. Uh, we've got 21 for Matt Brown. Uh, he's, a, he's obviously at Canesham. Uh, we've got 19 from Westbury's Dan Kovacs, James Rustle of uh, Radstock has 17, and then also Ken O'Neill is a bit of a super sub. Uh, 16 goals for Glass and George. And uh, we'll also have a little bit of a look at the league table. Now we've had a few, we've had a few games. Um, particularly the bottom of the Premier Division is, um, is is looking a lot more interesting than it was. But um, could you want to you want to take us through what's going on at the top? Of course, yeah. So Street continue to lead the way. Uh, 23 games they've played, they've got 59 points. Uh, Willen now also on 23 games played, and they've got 54 points, so five points behind Street. Uh, and then two teams in third and fourth, we've got Melksham and Bradford. Uh, they've played 25 and 23 respectively, and they're each on 51 points. So that's the, that's the top four as things stand in the uh, Premier Division. Yeah, and then there's quite a gap between Bradford and Cribs, isn't there? Ten points. Um, 
Now, at the bottom, um, Longwell Green Sports have pulled level with Well City. Both of those sides have got 12 points. The big difference is that Longwell Green have played four more games. They've played 28 games. Interestingly enough, if we go up to 18th, which is where Cadbury Heath are... Uh, they've only played 18 games. So Longwell Green Sports have played 10 more matches than Cadbury Heath, which I think gives Cadbury a um, slightly false league position, really. They've got 19 points, um, so still seven away from Longwell Green Sports. But I think that the key, the key statistic there is that they have got 10 games in hand. And then above Cadbury, you've got Hallen. Hallen have played 26, so only two more games than Longwell Green but they're on 24 points so that's double the number of points that Longwell Green Sports have got it would still be a phenomenal effort for Longwell Green um, to um, to escape um, the drop this season but um, they really are making a fantastic fist of it and um, uh, hats off to them because it would be the greatest of great escapes and they're giving it a real go do you want to tell us what's going on at the top of the first division Tom? Yeah of course fascinating stuff uh, in the first division at the moment obviously uh, the top side's all jostling for position. It's currently Westbury who lead the way. 29 games played, they've got 64 points. Um, we've got Kingsham in second, they're on 29 games played as well, and they're on 63 points, so a further point back. Uh, and then we've got Roman Glass and George, 28 games they've played, they're on 60 points, so that's the top three. Uh, and then we've got the likes of Welton, Radstock and Cheddar um, in, in, third, in fourth, fifth and sixth. Uh, and they're on 47, 45 and 42 points respectively. And at the bottom, Portishead, still at the bottom of the first division. They've played 28, they've got 18 points. But only three points above them are Sherbourne Town. Now, Sherbourne have played a game less, but it is a lot closer at the bottom of the first division than it is in the Premier Division. Warminster Town sit in 20. If they've played 28, they've got 23 points, so that's five more than Portishead. And just above Warminster, there's Ashton and Backwell. They've played 29, and they've got 25 points, five points above them sit Corsham Town in 18th. So those are our league tables. Tom, thank you very much um, for your time. Um, just before we get on to um, um, your, your latest um, articles in the non-league paper and uh, on the bulletin, uh, a quick mention for Kerry Miller, who's been writing some very, very interesting articles in the Sunday Independent, for those of you who, um, who get that particular publication. Fantastic read, of course. So we've covered it before on the, um, on the podcast. We're great um, supporters of it and really pleased to see it back this season. But um, last week... Um, you may well have seen an article that Kerry wrote about Bradford Town, a really excellent look at that particular club. Um, next week, I'd like to flag up his next article about a Western League side, which is Chard, Chard Town. So if you're a Chard Town fan, um, then definitely get um, Sunday's Independent that's coming out um, this week. Um, uh, not, not the one that's just come out, I hasten to add, but the one that's going to come out um, this Sunday uh, this Sunday coming. If you're not a Chard Town fan, but you want to know about Chard, then then buy it anyway. Anyway, um, I'm sure that's available in all good bookshops, along with the non-league paper. Have you written your article for this um, for this week's non-league paper, Tom? Yeah, indeed. Uh, covered the three Premier Division fixtures uh, that took place on Saturday. So yeah, that's uh, in the step five and six section. Excellent stuff. And of course, the bulletin is available for all to see on the Western League website. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, new place uh, on the on the homepage. That's good to see. Yeah. That's on that for everybody. Excellent. Well, I've got Vars fever, listeners, but um, the the normal business of the Tool Station Western League does, of course, go on, and we will be covering every game, every goal on uh, the next week's um, Tool Station Western League podcast. But from Tom and myself, uh, well, thank you very much for your time. <laughs> <laughs>